Ding, ding, ding. Welcome on back to another episode of Wrestle Champs. Boom. Owen, how you doing, brother? Chilling, bro. Chilling. Good to be back on the microphone. You know what I'm saying? It's an honor and a privilege to have you on our microphones over here. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. It's been a while. Been a while. Get you a a golden microphone with a little championship emblem belt right on the fucking. There you go. There you go. Yep. Yep. You know. But what we got going on? What we got going on? We got some stuff. Danny Boy isn't with us this week. He took a devastating chair shot in the ring uh, the other day. And he's oh, yeah. Like yeah, so. CTE going on, I hear <laughs> But hopefully we'll get him back soon. But we got we got the presence of the big man with us anyways. Andre the Giant, my goodness. Legendary, legendary. Andre has a posse. Andre Renee Rusmov. Yeah, doing the big. You know what I mean? Big boy. Trying to think what year, what, what was his birthday? Yeah. Uh, the big man, he was born in, I think, uh, the year of our Lord, they say. He was born in 1946. Yeah, yeah. That's... 1946. He was only 43 when he passed away. I was away. just going to say, like, He's I was still... expecting a, a later date for that, yeah. You know what I mean? He was... What people don't understand about Andre is Andre wasn't an old man. He was his body was old, yes, because of his acromaglia and fucking, which is what they refer to as giantism. Yeah, but fucking, he he was only he was a young man by today's standards, especially. I mean, you look at today's crop. Bobby Lashley's forty five, and he still looks like he's twenty five. Fucking, you know, Brock Lesnar is fucking. In his mid forties, still looks like a beast. Yeah. AJ, some of the greats, AJ Styles, is in his forties now. You know, fucking Andre was a young man by today's standards. Back in back in ninety three, if you were over forty, Vince was ready to push you out the pasture, basically. But Andre, by today's standards, was still a pretty young man. You know, is Giant Gonzalez still with us? No, uh, Giant Gonzalez died, I want to say, uh, maybe a little over 10 years ago. Uh, he made it out of the 90s, though. Yeah, he did definitely make it out of the 90s. But he definitely, as far as, you can't put Giant Gonzalez anywhere near under the Giant. No, 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 no. As far as, they know, got the same type of face. They do have the same type uh, of well, face. Well, that's because they both had the acromegaly. If you look at the big show, he, he that's why when they first brought him in, to WCW in 95, they tried to make the Giant, Andre the Giant's uh, illegitimate sons and shit like that. Yeah. And people just didn't buy it because the years didn't match up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, it's 95, you're 25. Andre the Giant died in 93. Mm. Like, when were you born? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and back then, people were too smart to put put you know, put that shit together. I mean they tried to make him wear wear the same gear that Andre wore. 
he threw one of Andre the Giant style shirts at Hulk when he when he debuted. He was like, "Remember this?" And he took off a shirt that was supposedly Andre's and threw it at him. Yeah, uh, yeah, Andre, fucking like my one of my big memories for Andre besides when he beat Hulk Hogan for the title yeah. was his feud with Killer Khan. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's. Uh, when Andre had broke his leg, they used, they said Killer Khan had broken Andre's leg. <laughs> so, you know, it was fucking, they used a lot of storyline around Andre because he was just a fucking big ass dude. And a lot of his fucking big matches that he had was like Gorilla Monsoon, Muhammad Ali, fucking Gorilla. You know, I mean, fucking Hulk, he, in 87 at WrestleMania 3, they tried to say that was the first time he'd been body slammed ever, which was total bullshit. Not even by Hogan. Hogan, H- a- Hogan had slammed him five times up yeah. to that point. Yeah. You know, Shea Stadium. That was the big show, though. You know what I mean? That was yeah. the, big, the big event. Yeah. So I mean, that was, that was Vince McMahon's storytelling. Andre the Giant had lost a lot. And at that point, they said he had been defeated in 15 years. And, you know... Yeah, I mean, in WWF, he never lost. I I can't remember a time Andre, except for Hulk Hogan, uh, anybody really pinning Andre. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen him lose by DQ a lot. That's you know, one, yeah. fucking, uh, fucking count out a lot. But Hogan is the only one I can remember that pinned Andre. Especially at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, I, I, I seen the uh, documentary, uh, and uh, Hogan was crying, got a little emotional talking about that deal. You know. Yeah, I mean? but see, Hogan likes to bullshit a lot. Hogan said that, uh, fucking, he, 2005, he he was doing an episode of MTV Cribs. Yeah. And, and he showed off the boots that supposedly he had worn in a match with Andre. And he's like, a few days later, after I wore these boots, Andre passed away. <laughs> and he tried to say when he body slammed him at WrestleMania, Andre weighed like 800 pounds when he was only like five and a quarter, maybe, right. if that, you know. Well, so They were always up in his weight, it felt like, it just almost to make him seem larger than life. Cause I mean, dude, he... He was a big man. dude, but, yeah. When, one of the major stories about Andre is when he had back surgery, they didn't have enough anesthesia to put him out. Yeah. So wow. he had to, he drank like all these bottles of vodka. You know what I mean? Cause they didn't have enough, he didn't want, like they said, you didn't want a seven foot four or five hundred pound angry giant waking up when you got his back laid open. Fucking you know kill that, like a giant big gorilla, like where Yeah, no shit. Know? I mean, Andre, Andre's drinking is legendary, bro. He used to yeah. go drink like over a hundred beers in one city, oh, yeah. like. There's many, many stories on how girls said he had, like, cock fingers, like, you know, like... Lots of things, yeah. Yeah, like, Andre was just a big, fucking big man. I remember he played the Sasquatch in the episode of Six Million Dollar, uh, Six Dollar Man or whatever that yeah. is. And then he did fucking Princess Bride, which, hey, anybody want a peanut? Like, want a peanut? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Fucking... He fucking, but that was how people say Andre was like that in real life. Yeah. You know, his character in Princess Bride was normally how he was in real life. You know what I mean? Like, sweet. 
He yeah. seemed real sweet and lovable, you know. What yeah, I mean? unless you got him fucking like this one match. I'm working with him, yeah. If you watch his match, he did in Japan. He was so drunk that he did not want to work with a guy at all. And fucking, he just, oh my God. And dude just started kicking the shit out of him. And Andre was just so wasted that he just laid on the ground. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So then, like, a couple of years before he died, he did a match where he, he was, like, sick. Yeah. And, like, did this move where he, like, you know, he had this thing where he would, like, sit on him in the corner. Yeah. Well, when he did that, he, like, shit all over Bad News shit Brown. Shit on you in the corner. Yeah, yeah, like, he shit all over Bad News Brown in the corner. He um, earned his name that day. Yeah, right? right bad News enough. Brown. Yeah, that was that Bad <laughs> News Brown. Yeah, that's that finishing move, kid. <laughs> but my question for you is, what's your favorite Andre feud or match? I like, I mean... I get there's a few feuds we'll talk about that I dig. I mean, actually, people are gonna go to the Hogan feud, which I think is all right. But yeah. to me, his feuds with like for me, it's between Big John Stud That's in '85 and then uh, Jake the Snake in '89. Jake the Snake was a huge one. Yeah. Macho, like, I liked with him with Macho there a little bit. Yeah, but that, that had Hogan tied into it. You know yeah. What I mean? Well, that's so huge. That, Hogan's a big part of Andre's legacy. Yeah, but vice versa, of course. You say, yeah, you could say the same thing about Hogan. Yeah, for sure. You know, without without Andre, you know, he. I mean, big the big story coming out of WrestleMania three is Hogan didn't know if Andre was going to let him slam. You know what I mean? Uh, that's why they had that big belt made. If you remember, there was an exercise belt made. Because they didn't know yes. if Andre was going to say, okay, I'm ready to be done. Because Vince thought that Andre was going to retire after that. He didn't know that he was going to finish out 87, go through 88 and 89. Yeah. And then WrestleMania 6 and 90 was his last WWF match in America. Yeah. Like, he never wrestled for WWF in America after <laughs> WrestleMania 6. And he went into WrestleMania 6 as a heel and went out as a baby face again. You know, he beat up Bobby Heenan at the end of the match and they let, him, they let him go out on that cart and everybody was screaming for him and shit. You know, car, so, classic. I love yeah. the car. Yeah. I mean, they only did it for two WrestleManias, three and six, but it was a cool fucking, like, like, I can't imagine, like, them doing that now. Like, yeah. But it, it was a cool visual back then. You know what I mean? I dug it. Yeah, the Hogan deal. People love the Hogan one because it's it's like one of the ultimate rivalries, you know. Yeah, I mean? I mean, yeah, it's one of the biggest things in the nineteen eighties. Slam, period. The slam yeah. Was huge. yeah, even though, like I said, it was by far not the first time that Hogan yeah, had yeah. slammed Andre. He had slammed him a few times before that. Harley, Harley Race slammed him. Kamala slammed him. Uh, Stan Hansen slammed him. Yeah. You know, life. You know. Matter of fact, a lot of people don't know that one of Andre's last matches is against a very young Yokozuna, who at the time was using the name the Great Coquina. Oh, yeah, double wrestling. Yeah. And that was one of his last matches. You know, and yeah. that's when Yoko was still looking like, like fucking Rikishi and shit back then. Like, he yeah. wasn't all big and sushi up yet. After he got, after he had that, got that fame in him, 
Yeah. I mean, I remember Andre was actually supposed to be a part of the 1990 Royal Rumble. He was supposed to come back. He cut promos for it and everything, and then he wound up not being in there at all because his back just kept getting worse and worse. Yeah, I remember, like, seeing his knees were all, like, scarred up. Oh, my God, bro. Like, huge and purple and shit. Like, huge Uh, and purple and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andre has a posse. I think that was a Banksy gimmick. That was, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I want to say. And it was, like, Andre's face. It was, like like, a graffiti deal. Oh, Obey. The obey, obey, obey. Yeah, it was the obey. obey That's shit. What it was. Yeah, the obey shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, they took the thing from it, uh, they live or whatever and they used Andre's face. Yeah. They, uh, Andre, dude, the face of Andre, you know, probably one of the best, one of the best gimmicks of all time. It was naturally just the way it was to be because of his size and what he had. I mean, but- dude, he had a, he, he had a enormous face. His teeth were fucking huge. Yeah, his teeth were fucking gigantic. Um, I remember. I don't know if you remember when he was part of the, when he wore a mask and he was the giant machine, part of the machines with him and uh, uh, Axe Demolition. Yes. Yeah, they all wore. They all Hogan even wore a mask once, and he was the Hulk machine. Uh-huh. And then Roddy Piper was the Piper machine. Like, yeah, the machines were a thing for a while. They were supposed to be a group from Japan. When Andre was uh, written off TV for a while as Andre, he came back under a mask as a giant machine. I mean, everybody knew it was Andre. He had the most horrible Chinese. He tried to actually do a Chinese accent. Oh, nice. And and it (laughs) fucking, obviously, it was Andre. You know, it was the way he he moved in the ring. You know. like, anybody want to be Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, fucking Anybody everybody. Some sushi? Everybody knew it was Andre. Yeah, you know what I mean, like everybody knew it. And there's another funny story. WrestleMania six, Piper painted himself half black. Yeah, for his feud with Bad News Brown, Arnold Scullin and Andre the Giant took the solvent and threw it away and replaced it with water. So Roddy couldn't get the shit off, and he had to go <laughs> to the airport half black. Yeah, yeah. Whenever, okay. whenever I think of the greatest makeup jobs of all time, I think of that Piper paint job. But I also think of with Andre. I think when you had like the Ultimate Warrior paint on. Oh, when he tried to do yeah, the Giant Warrior, yeah, yeah Giant Warrior gimmick. It wasn't even the paint; it was just lines. It, I remember it was just lines of paint like lined up like the, it was supposed to look like the Warrior. It was, it was effective. Just, yeah. Um, that I was just gonna touch on that a little bit. His yeah. thing with the he hated the warrior, bro. Everybody hated warrior though. If you notice, every match Andre ever had except one, they were all like thirty seconds. Yeah, because Andre never. And then one time he kept telling the warrior slow down, like yeah. slow down because he kept fucking coming bang. Right. Because Andre used to love to tie himself up in the ropes. He loved yeah. that spot. That was like his favorite spot to do. Yeah. And I guess one time the warrior didn't listen, so he just put his fist out, bang, and the, and the warrior just ran, like, and he was like, they cracked his paint. <laughs> yeah. He, he used to pull on his hair, step on his hair, like, he hated yeah, the yeah, warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of people hated the warrior. That wasn't, you know. Well, he, warrior was more of a power wrestler, you know, like, you know, he was limited, you know what I mean? I mean, I can't figure, 
I can't think of one, maybe one, WrestleMania 6 is the ultimate one, his only match with, his one match with Hogan at WrestleMania 6. Yeah. The only match that, oh no, the following year at WrestleMania 7, Macho King or Macho Man, whatever you want to call him at that time. Yeah. Fucking that was, you know, Andre actually made an appearance on that show too. That was actually his last WrestleMania appearance. Yeah. His last appearance total in America for any wrestling organization was actually for WCW, believe it or not, even though he had never wrestled in WCW, but he celebrated the 20-year anniversary of WCW on TBS, and Andre was there, you know, so that was like his last, one of his last appearance on American TV for wrestling. He did it. I mean, one of his last matches was like weeks up before his death, like right before he died, he had a match. Yeah. With the giant Baba, like he and the giant Baba, like tag teamed up against some people in Japan. And yeah. It, it was like weeks before he died, bro. He looked horrible. He couldn't even stand. I, uh, I remember, so they have, they had pictures floating around of like the last, especially because father passed like three days before he did or something like that or something. Very oh, no, close. he, no, they say he died like the day after his father's funeral. Oh, okay, there it is. Because that's why he was there. He was in France for his father's funeral. Yeah. Or his mother. I can't remember if his mother or his father. His, his father passed, yeah. And, yeah, he fucking said he had a heart attack. Yeah, you know. Room. Yeah, I mean, it's been 30 years, I guess, fucking just past January. It was 30 yeah. years. It's crazy it's been that long. I'll never forget fucking, it was the... The second episode of Monday Night Raw actually where they where they started with the ten bell salute to Andre. Yeah. I sure remember. Second. Yeah. I think it was the it might even be the first I can't it might even be the first episode of Raw. It was either the first or second when they did the ten bell salute. Because he either died the same week as the first episode of Raw yeah. or the week prior. Or the week after one. I wonder if it was Illuminati uh, double worship stuff where Vince were s- sacrifice Andre the Giant, that big that big icon to the devil. Could in be. Order, in order to get Raw to be such a huge deal. Could be. Maybe it was publicity stuff. Maybe Andre's still alive somewhere in Grenoble. Yeah. Chilling, you know. <laughs> Stephanie told me that, so I can't I can only speculate. You know what I mean? You know, he was a he was a he was normal size up until I think like 15, 16, 17. Oh, yeah. He, he, <coughs> no, I think he was younger than that. I think he might have Maybe. Yeah, maybe 13, 12, 13. When he hit them fucking teens, he sprouted. Uh, oh, hell yeah, man. He's probably getting, he's probably getting the hose. He, did okay. he have penis sprout? Did he have gigantor, uh, giantitis on his penis? I, I heard Andre had a pretty good, you know what I'm saying? You know, not, his fingers were pretty, were, were fucking big sausages. Yeah, I heard he had cock fingers. Vir, Virgil loves to tell that story, by the way. If you ever get to talk to Virgil, he loves to him on the show. Shout Virgil. out Virgil. Yeah. Virgil's not doing too well right now. Man. I know. Virgil, Virgil. He's got some kind of cancer going on. And it's awful. Now he's saying, saying he's got <clears> dementia. <throat> Oh no! Love and respect yeah. to Virgil if you're out there just passing time, listening to wrestling podcasts, and hear this one. Yeah. But yeah, he blew up pretty big. He was like when you and and you know the what the thing I said about the size thing. They were in the beginning. He was actually in shape for a long time. 
Oh, yeah, he was fucking ripped up, dude. He had a good thing going for him. There's an old ass video clip of him doing a jock kick off the top rope. Yeah. Gotta try to find that shit, bro. John Ferry. When he was John Ferry. Yeah, the giant. Well, he was John Ferry, and then he was the giant Ferry. Yeah. 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 He had a lumberjack gimmick when he first came out, if I Uh remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hated that. It works, though, like a uh, big Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan ripoff type. But I'll tell you what, man. If you look at guys like Giant Gonzalez, yeah. You look at the Big Show, yeah. And then you look. I don't know if you remember. They were with ICP back in the day. The oh, the remember yeah. the Giant Silva? Yes. He looked exactly like Andre. Well, the dude in the oddities wasn't he the dude who ended up in the Rob Zombie movies and stuff? Tiny. I think so. I think he was, yeah, like in House of a Thousand Corpses. That dude, he looks just like Andre. For sure. The Giant Silver, he also was an MMA fighter in Japan for a while. Yeah. He he looked exactly like Andre. Like facial features, the way he did his move in the corner, when Andre used to fucking like, use his ass... He, Pile people up in the corner, yeah. and he was like, "Fucking giant silver did the same thing," and he looked just like Andre. Like if I you always, hit, if you hit the Google machine right now, I'm telling yeah. you, if you look up a picture right now, you know, giant silver WWF, bro, you, you'd be looking, you think you were looking at a weird picture of Andre, like yeah. Andre actually has a daughter. Yeah, her, her name is Robin Truth. Robin Christensen. Rusimov, I think. She still uses his last name. Yeah. But, yeah, and she was just hanging out with um, Big John's son's kid. I've seen that, ago. yeah. Yeah. But she, from what I heard, she she doesn't care about his legacy at all. She well, she care. doesn't appreciate the fact he wasn't there. Type yeah. Thing. Yeah, well... I mean, a lot of them went through that. Ric Flair's kids went through that. Hulk Hogan's yeah, Jake kids went through that. Jake the Snake's kids, that was probably the worst case. Yeah, that was one, the worst One that we heard about. Yeah, beyond the mat. Shit. Yeah, but, it was good. She got the estate, which was cool. I heard she got all the stuff, so that was nice. And speaking of Andre, yeah. like two weeks ago was like the 35th anniversary of when he beat Hulk Hogan for the WWF title and then immediately gave it to Ted DiBiase. It was the debut of the Wayne Eagle belt. There it is. Yeah. If you watch watch that show in the pre-taped interview before the match, Hulk Hogan's still wearing the the 86 belt. You know what I mean? Belt that he'd been wearing since early 86. And then when he came out for the match... He's wearing the Wayne Eagle now. Yeah. Back then, I never realized that shit. Because back then, if you were watching Saturday Night's main event, before the match, guys would be wearing totally different gear than what they would come out in. Like, like, and I never put it together until I got older. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially with guys like the Warrior and Kerry Von Eric, they would be the most notable. They'd be doing an interview wearing totally different gear than what they would come out in. Superstars, they were superstars in their mind and in sometimes reality. You know what I mean? I, 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 I just never 
noticed shit like that back then. Like, I never, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen the warrior wrestle, supposedly. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a little high school event back when I was a kiddo. What year was this? Because it could have been that guy that cosplays it as the warrior. I, I know that the, he used the name warrior, not the ultimate warrior. Okay, then it might be this fucking guy that still wrestles today. And all he does is use the Warriors gimmick. He uses the fucking Warriors music and everything. I bought an autograph. I bought an 8x10 that he did. I didn't see him sign, but you could And I still have it. It's really crumpled the fuck, but I have it. And it's got Warrior signed in it. I remember I thought he the, I thought the dude changed his name to Warrior one time. No, he did. Yeah, no, he did. In 93, he legally changed his name to Warrior. It was roughly around that time. Because he thought, he thought that would stop Vince from owning. Nothing can stop Vince. Nothing. Or, no, he thought that would make Vince not be able to make money off the ultimate warrior anymore. That's so fine. now his daughter's their legal last name, his wife's name is Dana Warrior. Like that's their legal last name, Warrior. I'm like, sure he, she appreciates he, that. He went by just Warrior. Like yeah. that was his name, Warrior. Like I'm sure people there was two people that probably still called him Jim or whatever, but he is known by Warrior. You know. And uh the honky tonk man was also at that event. Those were the two big the two big draws. Oh, and it was um one of the one of the dwarfs from like that was oh, a yeah, I, I, I met a lot of those guys. Fucking uh, uh my my old high school back in the day, shout out to Swingster High School. Fucking uh yeah. Fucking, they used to do uh, these shows, and I met guys like Brutus Beefcake. Fucking yeah. Greg Val- those were the days, dude. Brutus Beefcake, Greg Valentine, uh, Tony Atlas, Happy Tony World Atlas, World. fucking yeah. uh, the Bushwhackers, hell yeah, um, uh, Hector Guerrero. Yeah, in two thousand two, right after Eddie came back to WWE, me and my boy met Hector after the show. Mike Enos, Barry Horowitz. Oh, yeah, Barry. Fucking, uh, Mike Enos was one of the Beverly Brothers back in the day. And then he was a WCW tag team wrestler from, like, 96 to 98. The Beverly Uh, Brothers with manager the genius? Yes, yes. Rest in peace. I don't know if we touched on that yet. No, no, Lanny Poffo, man, rest in peace. The man with the biggest dick in pro wrestling, I heard. <laughs> oh, only, shit. Only second to uh, Lord Alfred Hayes and apparently Dave Batista. But, yeah, oh, fucking, um, yeah, rest in peace to the genius, Lanny Poffo, man. Fucking rode the, rode the way for his brother the whole time after Macho Man died. Yep. He, never, he never let anybody forget it. I'll never forget Um, he gave the okay for Jay Lethal to to do the Black Machizo Black Machizo gimmick and yeah. matter of fact the last time he used it was right before AEW became a thing at the first all in pay per view. Yeah. He allowed Jay Lethal to not only be the Black Machismo but he got to wear Randy Savage's actual gear. Oh like, word up, dude. Yeah. Like a pair of his actual gear. Like his actual I would love pipes. to own some trunks or something like that. With oh, the but that's just so expensive, shit. bro. Yeah, I follow I follow these people on fucking uh, Instagram that fucking buy a lot of that shit. It's crazy to see some yeah. of the shit they have, bro. Like, How much are you talking? Like this one guy actually has like 
fucking Bobby Heenan, that jacket he wore at WrestleMania 3. The red sparkly? No, the white one. The, the one that he wore in the main event. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wore like a white suit. This guy actually has that white suit. He's got a bunch of Ric Flair's gear. He's got a bunch of Macho Man's gear. He's got Diesel, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels. He's got Bret Hart. Like, all these fucking... It's crazy, bro. Yeah. I would, but I don't know if I would want to pay for another man's underwear. I mean, I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan. Uh, well, you're not going to keep it on your pillow. You put it in like a fucking glass yeah, case or something. But I don't know. There could be the guys that like to sniff it a few times. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got to do that at first. But once you get all the sniffing out of it, you put it in the glass case. Though. I would rather sniff like a, like, you know. Like my girlfriend's panties or something. I don't know about. Something. You don't want a little savageness in your life, dude. No, I mean I'd snap into his skin if I wanted that. I'd, you could I'd double snap. up. You can get both panties in the same fist, dude, and take hits I, off of that. I'd, I'd be too tempted to try them on. I think you know what I'm saying. You could do that as well. You know, let me let me put my dick where you know I've always wanted to put my dick where a star has been. You know what I'm saying? They like, don't wear. They don't wear. Would they wear speedos underneath those things? I hope so. <laughs> the only thing that they could wear, yeah. I hope so. I mean, I have seen a lot of situations where it gets pulled down and there's nothing on there. I mean, you could talk to Ric Flair about that. Oh, yeah. I break yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I would, or like a, like a fucking boot, like a boot with a star on it or something, or like the Hitman, a Hitman fucking boot. No, I could see a boot. Those. Yeah, I could see a boot or like an elbow pad or a knee yeah. pad, but not, not a man's jock strap. You know, I don't, I don't know about all that. Uh, hey, man, know. if I if I could get it cheap, dude, I'd, I'd put it behind some glass after I beat off into it, and it'd be fucking beautiful, you know what I, I mean, mean? You'd have to beat off into it. I mean, you gotta. I feel like it's you're you're not doing a disservice to fucking Macho Man himself if you don't do that. If you get a hold of the, of the, of the spandex that fucking Hulk Hogan wore when he fucking defeated fucking Macho Man at WrestleMania 5. Yeah. You can't not jerk off into him, bro. I mean, uh, bro, dude, I got, I got he made, bro, yeah. he made, he made $2.2 million in those things. Those, those are million dollar trunks right there. You cannot not jerk off in I now want to choke myself with torn up Hulk Hogan shirts while I jerk off the completion. I actually have two of those shirts, bro. What is it? Ripped up shirts? No, not they're not ripped. But I actually a couple years ago I was able to get a hold of um, fucking the original Hollywood Hogan fucking tank top from like, when the NWO first formed and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got one of the old ones from like '89 and shit from WWF. They are pretty fucking, like, I mean, you could rip them pretty easily. I, you I think, know? Yeah, I'm sure they make them yeah. like that, you know what I mean, too. Oh, yeah, they are made. They're, they're called tearaway, they're called tearaway tear yeah. shirts, yeah. I can't, I could never imagine actually buying one just to rip it, though. That's I, fucked I, up. Yeah, I could never, you know what I'm saying? That's like if, you, when you're on the, when you're on your fucking, when you get in your lap, the priest is telling you the last goodbyes, and you, you want to do one last thing before you yeah. go out. And you fucking yeah, let me put that t-shirt on, rip it off. You know what I'm saying? That's when you might want to get that done. You know what I'm saying? You, know, you exactly. want to be 
Yeah, it's like uh, you want to be a good guy for the paramedics, and when they when they have to rip your shirt open, wear the Hulkamania shirt, dude. You know what I mean? I'm saying, though, you know what I mean? At least let me. You gotta cut my chest open. At least let me fucking rip the shirt off. You know what I'm saying? If you if you can, can you cut my back open and do like the the, the the shredded ribbons like the back of the Hogan shirt on my back? Can you perform surgery like bro, that? I ripped a lot of wife beaters in my day, bro. Oh Damn yeah, this shit, dude. I You're a wife to... beater, dude. You rock the wife beater. No, I, I, I ripped a lot of them as a kid. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah you have I mean, to. Like, I have to like I'm a Hulk Hogan and shit. You know what I'm saying? What? Whenever I had shirts that I that were going in the trash, dude, I would fucking cut them and I'd, I'd Hulk Hogan them just to feel like a superhero. You know what I mean? Hey, hey you got to, bro. You got to. You can't. You got. You got to feel the. You got to feel the power, brother. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever gets you there. That's what I say. We had another. There was another big loss in the wrestling world recently. Oh yeah, Jay Briscoe, man, sad dude. You want young guy? I mean, they're all sad. Don't even yeah. know. But the way that man went out, I mean, bro, his kids are still like in young. like the hospital right now. Like they have a long like recovery. They got fucked up. You know what I mean? Like his girls could have died with him. His wife could have died with him. Oh, the car accident deal. Yeah, yeah like that. I thought he was a heart attack or something. No, he was no, a car accident, no, huh? No, he was a car accident. No alcohol, no... Uh, Nothing? Just, just no seatbelt. That's you all know? it was, huh? But I don't think that would have saved him either, though. I, I honestly... He, uh... Man, and the shit thing was they had just won the Ring of Honor tag team titles again for the 13th time. Yeah. You know, they are the greatest tag team in Ring of Honor history, and one of the greatest in wrestling history. Anyway, if you don't know much about Mark and Jay Briscoe, you need to look up on them, on them boys, man, because they, they fucking, they were real. In, in a business that was, people like to make fun of for being fake, yeah. and all that shit, them boys were real, because not only were they wrestlers, they were still chicken farmers. Mm. They still, you know... They they still worked a, a fucking everyday life besides wrestling. You know what I mean? They they had families. They had kids. You know, fucking like, and you know, Jay, fucking like I said last year, one of the greatest years for them. They fucking they won the fucking the Crockett Cup last year, twenty twenty two Crockett Cup winning. Fucking they they fucking were the House of Glory tag team champions. They were the fucking GCW tag team champions, and they had the Ring of Honor tag team titles twice. And they were the champions when he died. So he they were doing a lot of big things. And the only good thing to come out of this entire thing is Mark. I think now is gonna. I mean, I think it would be cool to see Tony Khan make Mark. Just for his brother, if if not for any other reason, just make Mark Briscoe the Ring of Honor champion, just as like a tribute to his brother, you mm. know. I mean, and now that he's on his own, there, there's not a third Briscoe brother, so it's not like he can bring somebody in, and you know, his brother's gone. So that tag team, that tag team is over. You know what I mean? He's, I mean, he, yeah, he's still a tag team champion. Because he's a sick bastard, and he probably could carry them titles on his own. Yeah. You know? As a matter of fact, when he came out for his match against Jay Lethal, uh, the thing was on Jay's birthday, like two days after he died. Um, fucking, he came out with both belts. 
which was pretty cool to see. He came out with both belts. He had his yeah. belt and he had Jay's belt. And he won. And he won when his brothers moved to Jay's brother, which was pretty That's cool to see. And yeah, and at the end of the match, the whole roster was on the fucking stage and they were all clapping and shit. Uh, fucking, and Mark's only 38, man. So he's, he'd probably be doing it for another 10 years. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I just hope that they give him a shot to fucking have as almost successful, if not as successful as Jay, cause Jay was a former two time Ring World Champion. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he was just as good singles as he was tag team. I mean, they would go to war sometimes to Briscoe's Jay Mark. Matter of fact, on the 500th episode of Ring of Honor, they had a fucking war, man, and <laughs> they're real life brothers, and they beat the shit out of each other when they would face each other, bro. Yeah, you know, like, and their dad, they would get the whole family involved. I mean, go look at the Ring on YouTube, bro. They have when they when they fought on the farm, and their dad was in the middle. He was like, "You guys gotta do this, man. You guys gotta get it out." And then fucking, you gotta watch their promos, man, because their promos are fucking great. Yeah. Some of the greatest promos in wrestling, I think, are the Briscoes, like, no doubt about it. And it's just sad that at the prime of his career, right, as when Ring of Honor was getting ready to start on TV again, you know, a, a fucking accident had to happen. Because most of the time when you hear about a wrestler dying, it's either old age or overdose or fucking, Some in some cases, out. like, in Crystal Wise case murder suicide and you hear about all this crazy shit but you, you never really hear about fucking like real accidents like fucking like he had you know what I'm saying and you know yeah Jay Briscoe was a badass but Jamin Pugh was a real human being you know what I'm saying Yeah. the man behind Jay Briscoe Jamin Pugh was a fucking a father, a fucking husband, and a brother, a son, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he, and now his parents, no parents ever wants to bury their fucking kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if anybody is a fan of Jay Briscoe, you gotta see the fucking, the, the memorial service, cause Mark was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, bro, it was great. It's good, man. <laughs> it's good to be able to be comedic during that time. He's a strong dude. It's, oh, dude. You, you could see, bro, like he's just like I'm not a religious person at all, but I guess yeah. it, I guess it works for some people, and, and the way he views life and the way he views his faith and shit like that, he doesn't even view his brother as gone. Right. You know what I mean, so if that works for you, that's great. Yeah, I, but yeah, I vibe with that type of deal too. Like, the, like uh, I think that you know you can still talk to people when they're gone, and then when every when you die, you can see those folks. You know what I mean? I definitely vibe with that. But, uh, you know, that's why Andre's with us today. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing, like, bro, you think of all the greats that have died. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero, fucking Mr. Perfect. The the Road Warriors, fucking Macho Man, Dusty Rhodes. Paul Orndorff. Orndorff, fucking Bruiser Brody, fucking Yokozuna, Junkyard Dog. Fucking Adrian Adonis, Roddy Piper. Pipe. You know, Scott Hall. Fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these guys are all chunks of my childhood, bro. Like, sure. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, me, me, Gene, Bobby the Brain. Gene, you know? Bobby the Brain. <laughs> you know, like, bro, like. Owen. Corona Monsoon, Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Fuck yeah. Chris Benoit. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about the the private human being, but New Jack. Yeah, New Jack. Oh my god. And the fact about New Jack, bro, is the coolest thing in the world is I got to chop it up with that man a couple times before he died. On the social meds or in real life? I got him on the social media. No, it tells me. I got him on the social meds too. He's a good. Yeah. Fucking, I, I got to, I got to chop it up with him a couple of times. I've chopped it up with his wife a couple of times since. Yeah. I call, I call her Mrs. Jack. Yeah. Um, fucking, uh, I have his book autographed. I have an autographed picture. I have, I even saved the thing that it came in because his autograph is at the top, you know, so like, like the envelope that it came yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, he signed so, it. Yeah. I think I do that shit too. So I kept that shit. You know what I mean? Like, fucking New Jack was always one of my favorites, bro. Because when you heard Nigel Born Killers go off, you need somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. to ask him. Classic, dude. Classic. Yeah. I love that dude for like many reasons. The hardcoreness of his wrestling. Oh, and, yeah. and his fucking hilarious, his, his fucking hilarious ass interviews. Yeah, dude, great. I mean, every one of his interviews is fucking. Some of the greatest shit you ever the OJ hear. Simpson, that OJ Sim- Simpson interview where he's like, Good job, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, too, that's fucking the most shit about Like who said just great, dude. They were and they were like when they would do the down south territories, people be wanting to kill him when they were trying to when they were going out to their to their cars. Oh, you have you seen that episode of Dark Side of the Ring? On New Jack, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the life and crimes of New Jack. Yeah. Yo, that shit where he Gypsy Joe, bro. Yeah. Bro, I'll never forget watching this shit, bro. And that old man, even when he's getting his ass worked, he was no selling that shit, bro. Yeah. Gypsy Joe was a bad motherfucker. And I love New Jack, but Gypsy Joe. Oh, man, that old man could take some ass kicking, bro. I know that the, the mass transit kid, that happened. Oh, in mass, man, that, that motherfucker. Dude, you don't ever go up to a man. Like New Jack, especially in 1996, and say, excuse me, sir, will you cut my head open? Yeah. No, you don't do that. That was his first mistake. All right. And not only that, the man was high off his ass on coke. Yeah. Like, bro. And, dude, he fucking split, dude, not with his blade, but with a fucking, look like a fucking pair of British Barber BK's fucking (laughs) clippers. Yeah, I wish I was at that show. That was a Massachusetts show. That was my neck of the woods. Bro, and when he comes flying off the top rope with that chair. Yeah. And slam dude in the fucking face. Yeah. Like, what? I hope this motherfucker dies. Like, what? He tried to sue him. He tried to sue him. but Oh, he, he did sue him. He did, he did sue him. He was underage. They threw out a court or something. And, like that, that. and then that midget, the fucking black midget. Yeah. Helped him because New Jack was able to get him on WWF somehow. Nice. So that's mi- weird. So the New Jack was never on WWF. Yeah, but he had friends. Yeah, I guess that's true. His image, dude, New Jack, like, he was a real fucking rebel. When you think rebel wrestlers, dude, like, that gimmick was so raw, it couldn't be ever on, on fucking WWE, you know what I mean? They thought about it. In 2003, he was supposed to be the one that supposedly stabbed John Cena in the nightclub. Oh Jesus! With, with the whole thing with Carlito, it was supposed to be New Jack. That's funny. 
And then a couple of years before that, <coughs> WCW wanted to bring him in, but then Kevin Nash squashed it. Oh, well, Kevin Nash is a, ain't the best of folks sometimes. But, but Kevin Nash didn't even know New Jack. But I can't say nothing about Kevin Nash. He ain't going through some fucked up shit right well, now. Well, we got love for Kevin Nash, but I think people are afraid of New Jack yeah. in, in multiple reasons. I mean, shit, if you watch most of the shit he did, I would have been afraid to him either. Dude, I, yeah, I'd be, I, I wouldn't fuck with New Jack, dude. I'd be uh, uncomfortable yeah. with him around. I'm going to get on a scaffold with that man? Hell no. Ooh, you head he crushed? He yeah. threw... He threw Vic Grimes head first right off that hoe, and Vic Grimes almost died. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, that shit was no joke. And then he hit him with a stun gun before he threw him off. He, he like that, 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 was, that was because a year earlier, if you've ever heard of the Danbury Fall, yeah. fucking ECW is the same two fucking Vic Grimes was part of the Baldies, and they never feed with New Jack. And they get up. And they discuss the spot all day, and then once they get up there, Grimes is like, I'm not going, Jack. I'm not going. So yeah. New Jack just pulled him. But when New Jack pulled him, Grimes' fat ass fell on his head. Yeah. Crack, crack, just crack New Jack's skull, and he had like brains that would come out of his ears and his nose and shit, and he said he didn't know who he was for like five months. Yikes. And he lost sight in his one eye. He was blind in his left eye for the rest of his life over that shit. So next year in XPW, when they got up on that scaffold, he fucking stunned the shit out of him with a stun gun that he bought from a pawn shop that day. And he just threw him off the scaffold. He said, he said, Jack, I can't feel my legs. He said, you ain't gonna need them. I threw him off. Gangsta, dude. I love New Jack. Rest in peace, dude. He'll be yeah. back. New Jack yeah. will return. He'll return from the dead one day. That's and if you ever want to see some funny shit, look up his fucking... What's that shit that they got? Dark Side of the Ring? What's that? No, no, no. That shit where fans can buy videos. What's that shit Oh, called? Uh, Cameo. Cameo, yeah. He's cameo. on Cameo? Yeah, you gotta look up his cameos, bro. He fucking... He, he sends this one mm-hmm. news. This one guy, he's like, what's up, you broke leg, motherfucker? You got to use this. And he pulls out a bottle of AstroGuard. Oh, I have seen some of those. He's like, I use this on my wife, and it works all the time. Yeah. You broke leg, motherfucker. Like, dude, he was hilarious, bro. I, he'd always have, like, his wall with, like, attack with an action, his action figure hanging yeah. up. Like, that yeah. was the one thing yeah. I'm sorry I never got, bro. The action you figure? No, it was a cameo from New Jack. Oh, yeah. I had the, right. I had the action figure. I had every one of, I have, I had every one of his action figures. I have his Michael brother right up there that came out after I he died. I never had any that shit. Stuff. Yeah, I got I his Michael brother right up there. That I came had the video game. I did have the video game they put up. That's the only ECW thing I think I ever bought. Those games were horrible, though. Cause that it was, was a terrible game. They were the same engines as fucking Warzone and Attitude. Warzone was, was fucking uh, horrible they went into, when You they had to push, like, way. combo buttons to hit simple moves, but it was ridiculous. They're, all, they're, all, all you could do is, like, punch and kick and bullshit. Their wrestling game, when they did that THQ or whatever, was, like, WrestleMania 2000. And no oh, those were the best. Well, no mercy. That's when they, they, they fucking really... In no the earlier... And, and, uh, the regular Nintendo games, some of those games are really cool, too. And then when they got it in between them and, like, WrestleMania 2000 era, No Mercy era, like, the SmackDown game was really bad, I remember. You know what I mean? Just kind of a shitty drop-off. No, the SmackDown games were cool. 
They were alright, but in my opinion, the well, in a lot of people's opinion, No Mercy is still widely considered the greatest wrestling game of all time. Fucking a great game. But but right next to that is SmackDown. Here comes the pain for the PlayStation Two. Those are those two are widely considered the greatest games of all time. And for me, I when WrestleMania two thousand came out, I had already had. Obviously, WCW versus NWO World Tour and Revenge. Revenge so, was a big one too. Yeah, I already knew how to play the game. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. was basically the same, just with WWF on it now. But when WWF WrestleMania 2000 came out, I was I couldn't I couldn't wait. I had to oh, get that fucking. That was game. hot shit. I rented it once before I actually owned it, and I stayed up all night playing that yeah, shit. Dude. All night playing that shit, and then when No Mercy came out. And, I mean, the only thing that sucked about that was, with No Mercy, they made the entrances shorter. You didn't have the full entrances like you did WrestleMania 2000 anymore. I mean, yeah. you know, that was the only lame thing. But other than that, I mean, part of the ladder matches was sick. And the fact that you could do, like, the swanton bomb from the ladder and shit, like, it was crazy. You know, like, I, like, next week, I'm gonna, the new WWE game comes out next month. 2K23, I'm getting that shit. Cause, like, every year, like, last year's was better. A lot better than 2K20. 2K20 what system you want? Trash. Uh, the new one is 2K22 as of right now, but 2K23 is coming out March 14th. What system do you play on? You play, oh, uh, PS4, PS4. That's what I have. We'll have to link up. Oh, what you got? You got, um. I don't know. Yeah. I got the older wrestling games, but we can play. Which ones? I got. I got from 2K15 to 2K22. What's up? I think I, I have, I think I have, which, which one was Stone Cold on? Two, uh, 2K16? I have that one. The cover? When they had the, yeah, I got that one. I got that one. You got, you got the PS Plus? I do. I, and I also have another, I have a, maybe t- 2020. I might have 2020 as well. Oh yeah, we'll get down. We'll get down. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, I don't play it as much, but, you know, like, when the new one comes out, I like to check it out and shit. Even though Jasmine kind of, Jasmine, you know, she's basically a lot of what I do these days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really, I spend most of my time with her, you know. Like, game I, City. Yeah. Games are done, so he says. He's not a gaming type of guy. Andre don't play games anymore either, actually, believe it or not. I don't even think Andre. I think I don't even think he could hold the fucking controller. That's very sad because I bet I, I I almost would picture him playing a lot I, of Nintendo. In I think day. he'd be a, I think he'd be a beast in some Donkey Kong, bro. I think he'd rip some Donkey Kong or some Super Mario. But I think he'd be a Golden Eye fucking genius. I think if he got down on some Golden, he'd be a good Golden Eye villain. Look like fucking, be, uh, I think he want to play as himself in the WWE games, and I think he'd be world champion. You know what I'm saying? Official. He wouldn't let Hogan. Hogan ain't slamming him at the big show. He said, "You can have the little shows. You can slam me, but you fucking lose." I think he'd let Rey Mysterio slam him. Yeah, Rey Mysterio could slam him. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- like hip him, hip toss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's like what Lex Luger did to uh, Yoko. Was doing, uh, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a body slam. That was a hip toss. Yeah. Yeah, Lex Luger. I'm not a big Lex Luger fan. You know, the narcissist thing, it, I like that. 
because he was supposed to hate him, but when he went like America, like the Lexic. Well, they were trying to make him the that. next Hulk Hogan when he when he did that. Because I remember that when they when they brought him in on that helicopter, a lot of people thought that was Hulk Hogan. If you go back and watch that, you can hear people chanting Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. People thought Hogan was getting off that fucking helicopter. They didn't expect Luger. Luger. And then when you watch Yoko run up to Luger, it was Yoko that basically slammed himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he hit the, he flipped himself. Yeah, he didn't. You know what I mean? That was a hip toss. You know, that wasn't no body slam. Yo, you know, because if you go back and watch, like they tried to make it out like Hulk Hogan couldn't slam him because he couldn't reach down far enough. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you go back, if you, if you could try those episodes down after ten ninety three. Yeah. Yeah, you can see where they slow mo and they can see that he couldn't reach down low enough. Yeah. He, you know what I mean? To get, you know what I mean? Grab him like, for an undercarriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he couldn't get down there far enough in the undercarriage to get him on over. But yet, Yoko's, but yet, Lex Luger and Ahmed Johnson did it like it was nothing. Like, I never understood that shit. Dude, you know Ahmed I mean? Johnson was a, a machine. Yeah, but he, he got injured too much and that's what kept fucking him up because he was supposed to be WWF champion at one point. And he was supposed to have a big run with the Intercontinental title when he won it in 96 because he was the first black man to ever hold the Intercontinental title. And he was supposed to be a big thing with it. But he kept getting, uh, Ron Simmons kicked him in the, uh, and Farouk's debut, he kicked him in the back so hard he lacerated his kidney. Shit. So right, the night that Ahmed Johnson became the number one contender for the WWF title the first time, he, had to have emergency kidney surgery. You think that was some rivalry oh, shit? He almost died. No, it was an accident. But they made a whole big, they made a whole big feud with Ahmed and Farouk that lasted like three years after that. And then he eventually joined the nation and then he was supposed to face the Undertaker for WF title and become the champion and he got injured again. Then he come back a year later. He got injured again. Every time he would always, he always would do stupid, and not only that, he would do stupid moves to get himself injured. Like, not on purpose, but he got injured every time. That's why he never, and then by the time he got to WCW, he was damn near 400 pounds, and he was just sloppy as all hell. You know what I mean? I, f- I feel like I remember him wrestling Stone Cold in like, or, or like one of the, or The Rock, somebody really big in like, like, you could tell that Ahmed Johnson was bigger. It wasn't, like, for a title, but it was just, like, exp- ex- uh, hey, like if, you're, if you're talking about that, it had to be 96, because that was right around the time where they went to Kuwait, and they had the uh, whole hey. Kuwaiti Cup thing, and he won the Kuwaiti Cup. Uh, Ahmed was, like I said, he was supposed to be a big star, because when yeah. he came in, he was immediately, like, tag team with Shawn Michaels and yeah. Psycho Sid and shit, and he was... You know, then he beat, he beat Goldust for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. And he was supposed to go on a big run with that. And he his kidney got injured and he was gone from that. And when he came back, he had two times where he was supposed to be the top man. Yeah. And he just kept getting... Because up until then, there had never been a black WWF champion. Right. He was supposed to be the first. First one. And he never was. He, so that's he never was because he kept getting injured. And then they shoved him with Farouk. 
and they didn't think Farouk. I mean, he was a former WCW champion, but they yeah. that didn't hold no weight in right. 1997 WWF. Right. You know, and and at that point, Ron Simmons wasn't Ron Simmons. He was Farouk. Right. You know what I mean? He was the leader of the nation still right. at that time. So I couldn't imagine him beating Undertaker for WWF title. I always remember Ahmed Johnson, like his physique and how good he was in the ring. Always thinking when I was younger, like this dude could probably fucking climb the ranks. And he then, could, he could. But then yeah. he was he was not like dude, but he used to do shit that he had no business doing, like flying over the top rope, landing on his head, like you know what I mean, doing other people's shit. Yeah. Well, he's an extremist. He's a show. Like, I remember his match with Kev Jarrett. At yeah. the, the yeah. ninety six rumble, he fucking flew over the top rope, landed on his fucking head. Yeah. And then the next spot I think he did a fucking four like a, a four fifty splash or some shit. Or he was going for a four fifty leg drop and he missed. Like he had no he was he he was a solid three hundred plus pounder. He had yeah. no business doing shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was an interesting dude. Uh, yeah, I don't know what his dealio was. I mean, but yeah, Brock Lesnar used to bust out the 450 all the time. And everyone, uh, actually, no, he would bust out the shooting star. I remember he landed on his head once. And then he tried it at WrestleMania 19, and there was rumors that he was going to do it all week. But people had already known that he could do it because he yeah. had done it a few times in de- de- developmental, and he landed it clean. So there was rumors that he was going to bust it out at WrestleMania 19 versus Kurt Angle all week. Yeah. And then it was getting to the point in the match where it was like, nah, he ain't doing it. He ain't doing it. And then there was a double down where they were both down. And then you see him looking up at the corner. Uh-oh. Like, oh, he's really going to do this. And, dude, I'd seen him do it before. So I figured, fuck, man. He's going to land this and it's going to be a big thing. Mm. Uh, they're gonna play this for years. And yeah, they play it for years, but now they play it because goddamn, he got up there and homeboy almost landed on his, he fucking misjudged it. Yeah. And he didn't get as far enough spring as he wanted. And he, good thing he had a fucking thick ass horse neck. Dude, homeboy, I remember watching that live. Homeboy would have died, bro, because he fucking, he didn't know where he was. Instinct was how he finished the match. Yeah. But he didn't know where he was. When you seen it at the end of WrestleMania, when he's hugging Kurt Angle, he ain't there. Right. He ain't there. Yeah. He's wondering where the fuck he's at. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Kurt Angle wasn't too good either. As soon as Kurt Angle got to the back, he collapsed. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, that, that, from what I remember, that was the last time he ever tried that 450. I remember thinking he was dead. I seen that live, I remember. Bro, and you gotta remember, he was only 25, 26 years old at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? His age and his neck saved his life. Yeah. Flexibility. Pop back. You brought out Big John Stud. That was a good ride. I enjoyed that rivalry too. Two big men squaring off. Well, Big John Stud was one of the first wrestlers I ever saw. Yeah. Big John Stud was yeah, he was definitely one of the first wrestlers I ever saw. Like in and, real in person or wrestling? No, no, on TV. Like, Big yeah. John said was one of the first ones I remember. Him, Andre, and Hogan, and Bundy. I love Bundy. Or I like four, him. Andre and Bundy four, had a thing too. Uh, the four that I remember. Yeah. 
you know, and Bundy is weird because I always thought that the Bundy that I saw in the 80s and the Bundy that came back in 95, I always thought they were two different people. Mm. But they weren't. It was the same dude. But if you go back and look at him in 87 and then you go back and look at him and they look like two different people. Yeah. It's true. I always thought, I always thought it was two different dudes, but it wasn't. I met Bundy once. I met Bundy at a wrestling event, a high school wrestling show. I, I got a picture of with him up there on the up on the bookshelf, and I was wearing an ICP Ringmaster shirt. And uh, it was around the time they were doing JCW, like starting it out. So he just worked with them, and he was telling me a story about how he just seen the boys. Oh, dude, he the yeah, clowns. he's just, he's all over JCW Volume One when it yeah, was, yeah. when it was still Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Championship Wrestling. When it was just when it was basically just a farce, and it was basically a joke. Like, yeah, dude, because I, I, I'll, I'll still go back on YouTube every once in a while and watch them. I own the, them, baby. The, I own all of them. Yeah, they're good The time. first two volumes, bro. Like, that shit classic. was hilarious. The first two were classic, yeah. But, uh, look at them. When I build the bushes, like, look at the big, droopy titties. Yeah. Like, look at the titties. I love this fucking titties. Like, yeah, like, that shit. And then fucking the Stranglemania. Stranglemanias, man. Wamanama knew me and Hollywood Chuck Hogan. Yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. But then they got, I remember Mick Foley went up to them and they just cut him, they cut him a check check, right there, yeah. Cactus Sack, yeah. Yeah, they got, they got, there was a, there was also a story of them, uh. Diamond Donovan Douglas, better known as 3D, but you can call me Guido. Fuck yeah. There was a story with um, Terry Funk, too, where, like, they were at his ranch or whatever, and, like, they were going to pay him. He didn't want to be paid. He said, no, nah, that's yeah, all right. he didn't care. He, as long as he kept out there, he didn't care. He he, yeah. he enjoyed the fact that they were fans. Oh, one of my favorite Terry Funk moments, bro. Yeah. Him and Chris Candido, rest in peace. Yeah. Fucking, uh, they, they were doing a hardcore match on WWE Thunder, and they went, and they went to a, a horse stable. And they're wrestling inside the horse table. And <laughs> the horse, it goes to the point where horse, the horse like kicks Terry Funk. And yeah. he just, he just kicks the horse back. He started talking shit to the horse, but like, it was the funniest thing in the world. Oh man, I love Chris Terry Candido, Funk. you say? Rest in peace? Huh? Chris Candido? Yeah. 2005. Yeah. He hated ICP. I have a friend that tried that went through the. Was oh like yeah, a, he wouldn't do anything with JCW. They 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 told their own story. He, he was. We I got a friend that did like went to wrestling school and started doing like high school stuff, and he yeah. actually got to wrestle Chris. And he and I he was like he was wearing an ICP shirt or something. ICP came up, and he like fucking tore ICP apart, dude. He like. Well, well, yeah, because he was in WCW around the same time they were. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't mix with them. Uh, Mike Awesome. Yeah, Mike. Well, dude, he got him, that, you ever see him powerbomb Shaggy off the Yeah, bus? but he didn't mean for him to fall He didn't mean for him to fall off the bus. Though, that was he tried to stop. He tried to catch him. He did. He, he, broke, he, broke, he broke character, yeah. He tried to stop him from flying off that bus. Rest in peace, but, Mike Awesome. But that was... From what I remember, that was Shaggy's idea to take that spot on the bus. Yeah. That was almost yeah. fucking lethal. That was almost a deadly uh, yeah. mixture. But CWCW was always doing stupid things like that. Like the same year, a year after Owen Hart died, yeah. they went to Kemper Arena, 
which is the same arena Owen Hart died in. Yeah. They, did, they took the three-tiered cage from Randy Rumble. Huh. And they had Mike Awesome throw Chris Cannon off the top of the cage through the walkway. Like, why? Like, open. Just like early last year, AEW had Darby Allen do a spot. Like, it was a match in honor of Owen Hart. And yeah. he did some crazy spot on the Jeff Hardy from a ladder. Hmm. Like, how are you going to honor the man that died the way he did with a spot like the that? High, high thing, yeah. It was just trying oh. to make money off Owen Hart's name, which I always, I still hate that. Still fucking. And yeah, I don't care that his wife okayed it, motherfucker. He had nothing to do with AEW. AEW wasn't even a fucking... Anything when Owen Hart died, and you, you guys are fucking, you made a whole tournament in his name. You, you released an action figure, you know, like, how can you do that? Like, they could, they, and they couldn't do it with any other but Owen Hart's, uh, Canadian Stampede persona. They mm. wouldn't be able to use any of the personas that he made that made him a star. So they can well, only, you know what I mean? Doesn't the wife not allow WWE to use him and stuff? Yeah, but that's that's why she got by letting AEW do it. That she was hurt. WWE. That's she thought she blames the the corporation. I'm sure. Oh, which which dude? The one thing I'll always agree with is that the show should have never continued. Yeah, it's weird though. It's such a big program. You know what it, I mean? It's, it doesn't matter. Yet one of your biggest stars dies on pay-per-view. He was dead in the ring. I'm he here or there dead. on it, yeah. I'm kind of here or there on it a little bit, because I do kind of feel like Owen would have probably wanted it to go forward. That's yeah, but I mean. then but then you don't know, because you got Brett saying that he won this. Yeah, but Brett had beef with all of them at the time. Yeah, but when it comes to... It comes to well, yeah, maybe Brett, Brett, Hart, Brett was more sh- so much in the show of it when, that I when, think... When you have know. Brett Hart... When you're talking about Brett, it's a slippery slope because yeah. he, he did always, like, he actually thought that he was WWF uh, champion. Like, he actually always felt like he won the title. Like, somebody didn't let them beat him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, bro, you, like, you weren't really a champion. Like, you know what I mean? Deluge. You got a little bit of that delusion. You, you were chosen as the top guy for the company. That wasn't an accurate that you actually beat somebody for. Somebody allowed, Ric Flair allowed you <laughs> to fucking beat him. You know what I'm saying? Like, the funny thing about Bret Hart, I read his book and, uh, all the, the only real dirt, like, the, I was looking for, like, rat stories and he just used every now and then it let a rat suck his dick and that's it. Because Bret is too much of a pussy. I always took him for a miserable dude. I, oh, I, I'm a huge he fan. Always, he always, I, lo- I love his work. As a as a performer, but yeah. he, but the way he, he took himself, it's like, bro, you would never have thought that he was a he was a professional wrestler. You would have thought that he was actually like a a real wrestler. Like, bro, like you you weren't a five time champion based off of your real wrestling ability. Like, you know what I mean? You weren't a fucking. You know what I mean? You yeah. didn't actually become king of the ring. You know what I mean? Like, that was a pre-planned tournament. Yeah. You were chosen to win that. You didn't actually win the 94 Rumble. It was planned the way it was, went down. You know what I'm saying? He is. For me and uh, me and Danny Boy actually got uh, met him um, 
at like he was doing some signing recently, like nearby a couple months back, and he was uh, not a fucking friendly dude. He's very. No, cool. I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of stories about Brett is uh, very. Um, you have to pretty much idolize him to get you to fuck, to get him to yeah, acknowledge sure. you. Like you have to show up with like the glasses on and the t-shirt, the jacket, and the whole and a Canadian flag, I guess. Spent three hundred dollars at his booth. Yeah, I mean to see yeah. some of these prices that some of these guys fucking charge for their cameos is like ridiculous. Like I understand the Undertaker, you know, he's the Undertaker. Yeah, I, I understand the Undertaker. You know what I mean? He can afford to charge a thousand dollars because people are gonna pay that shit. Is that what he is? Yeah, a thousand bucks. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like he can afford that. Like that. I feel I, I'd put Bret Hart and the Undertaker in the same category. They should be at the same amount of money. I think. Uh, people people respect Undertaker a little bit more than they do. I think the boys respect him a lot more than Brett. Fans do too. I think fans do too. Fans look at Brett, unless they're a complete Bret Hart mark. That's true. They look at Brett as probably one of the most miserable. Probably. You know know what I mean? And he has a lot. Trust me, I don't look at Brett as not having any reason to be miserable. Yeah. All right. 97, he gets screwed. Royally by somebody he was completely loyal to, you know. And then it, two years later, he gets kicked in the head, and right. it basically ends his career. Not before they have him do like two weeks worth of hardcore matches with Terry Funk. Yeah, you know what I mean. So WCW really fucked him. They yeah. had one of the great. They had one of the hottest. Well, he was ninety-seven was Bret Hart's year. You know, he did the best work I think of his entire career in ninety-seven. Mm. Power-wise, ring-work-wise, everything. To me, 97, the summer of 97, there will never be a greater storyline than the American-Canada thing in 97. You know what I mean? With two heat magnets like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and Stone Cold. There'll never be a time like that again. Never. You know? And I just think that... Fucking... It could have, you know, WCW could, and yeah, he became champion, and he, you know, did some notable things, and he won a couple titles, but he didn't, in the three, four years he was in WCW, he barely, the coolest thing he ever did in WCW, the one thing people remember about Bret Hart in WCW is not him winning the world title, Mm. you know, it's not his, his United States title reigns. It was the night he came out and Goldberg speared him. And he got up and he had a steel plate on him. Yeah. That's what people remember most about Bret Hart's WCW run. Yeah. And if you ask him, that's the coolest thing he ever did. Yeah. In WCW. He should be happy then. (laughs) Other than that, he didn't do shit. They didn't have him do nothing. Nothing. And they could have. He could have been something, you know. He could have been, I mean, there's so many guys he could have worked with. A few right. of them he did work with, but they weren't. I mean, his matches with Chris Noir, obviously, classics. You know what I'm saying? But they could have done more. They could have had it. I mean, fused with Macho Man. They finally could have done a correct one-on-one with him and Hogan. 
you know, mm-hmm. which Bret Hart wanted, but he never got that. But for the Hogan deal, him, him and Hogan to go at it, that would have been. Yeah, all that did, all he did in WCW was play Hogan's lackey. Yeah. He, he wasn't ever officially in the NWO, but he was affiliated with them. He, you know, he always wore like a Hogan shirt, which was ironic because of how much like hatred he supposedly had for the man. But yeah. He, he would rock Hogan's shirt and shit, which never made any sense to me. Yeah, I think you know it's the business. You know they they got you and you're rolling heavy and hard, and you you're a legend. And then when the business, like even though the fans still love you, I think they have a hard time realizing that even though the fans still love you, the business can be done with you. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Which is not you know Andre the Giant. You know, what was interesting is before that, like, because of our age, you know, really, I tried to think, or at least I can only speak for myself, like, when he, the Hogan, with the Hogan, at WrestleMania 3, when him and Hogan, that, that was like, uh, he, he, Andre was like done by then, like, he was, that was, like, it was his second coming of him, you know what I mean? Like, he oh, was, yeah. uh, you know oh, yeah, what I mean? yeah. He was ready, pretty, pretty much ready to retire before that, I didn't, I didn't realize that he was ready to go at that point, but I guess so. I mean, okay, whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, they didn't, there was also, okay, let's say Andre didn't want to do WrestleMania 3, right? Yeah. There, wa- there was a backup plan, and it oh, was really? called, it was Paul Orndorff. Okay. A lot of people don't. Don't know that, but the backup plan for WrestleMania 3 was if Andre said no, they would have went with Hogan and Orndorff, hmm. which I can't see what the WrestleMania 3 card looks like with that on top. Right. I mean, I, I don't see 97, I don't see 93,000 people, you know. Showing up for that. I don't know. I don't yeah. see. I mean, that number was always, you know, inflated anyway, supposedly like that. That number is never really accurate, you know, but it doesn't matter anymore because WrestleMania 32 broke over 100,000 people. So yeah. it broke that record. So they don't talk about it anymore. If that record still stood, it would be totally debated all the time. Yeah. You know, cause they count, they counted everybody. They count the wrestlers, the fans, the crew. Yeah. Everybody in the building, basically. If, if women had babies in their belly, they would count that. Yeah, and probably. I mean, yeah, as a half, but they still would have counted it. <laughs> so we're co- we're coming to a close and a way on the show. So I'm going to throw a couple of matches at you, and you, if you got memories, I want you to throw them back at me. Oh uh, yeah, I will. Napoleon stretcher match, Killer Khan. Oh man, that's that's the one that they say Andre broke his foot. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Have you- if, if you've ever seen it, if you've never seen it, go out of your way, check the YouTubes, and uh, check it out. Banger. Yeah. YouTube's beautiful, the network's got a lot of stuff, too, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it they don't have a lot of the old, old school. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to see one of the cool, if you got Peacock, if you want to see one of the cool, um, like, it was a Coliseum video back in the day. It's WWF's un- most unusual matches. I have that, uh, that that tape. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's my one of my favorite Coliseum videos ever, dude. Like, 
that I like, dude, I wore that onion thin as a kid, like, cause I, the opening video to me, that music, yeah. you know what I mean? The fucking, dun, dun, when you see Andre slam the midget, yeah, yeah like, bro, like, yeah, fucking that tape is fucking awesome. The battle royal, the Antonio Noki wins, yeah. fucking, you know what I'm saying? The Haystacks Calhoun, they talking oh, about yeah. him on there. You know what I mean? But yeah, what other matches you got? Long live fucking Coliseum video. I want that on. Oh, a- I know, bro. Hey, bro. I I this dude on on Instagram. I just recently bought. Like I'm looking at them now. I got the whole like their DVDs. Yeah. And I got the whole Hulkamania series, Hulkamania one through six. Yeah, yeah. Um, Royal Rumble ninety two. Uh. I got No Holds Barred, the movie and the match, that pay-per-view that they did where they played the movie and then they had a cage match right after. Uh, SummerSlam 91, Survivor Series 91, Survivor Series 89, which is my favorite Survivor Series of all time. Uh, WrestleMania 5, which is like a double disc because it's the pay-per-view version. Yeah. And Survivor Series 97. Hell yeah. All Coliseum video, and they got all, like, he even printed out the, like, the covers and shit. Word. Yeah. I love that shit, yeah. Pretty pretty dope looking, pretty dope looking, pretty big. Especially for me, Hulkamania 4 was probably my favorite, uh, Coliseum video as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I love Coliseum video. And the crazy thing a lot of people don't know about Coliseum video is that they also had porn. Like, not Coliseum. They, were Coliseum. they had a porn company. It wasn't run as Coliseum Video, but they also ran a porn company. I think Penthouse was tagged in with them as a distribution company. Something or something like that. that. Something like that. But what I'm asking you we got the six-minute draw with Harley Race. Harley slammed him in that match. Yeah. Outside, outside the ring. Yeah, that was when Andre was one of his best looks. I love yep. the crazy look of that of him. The long hair, the long hair, which he didn't cut that until I want to say mid '86. Yeah, because that they did that so he would be able to wear the mask for the machine, and they wouldn't know it was him because he didn't have that white ass hair sticking out. Yeah, you remember well, when he he submitted to Antonio Inoki? Antonio Inoki, yes. Yeah. And that's because that's because that's because Antonio Inoki shot on him. That was actually a real a real shoot job. A real shoot. Yeah. Tony Atlas loves those real shoots. You know what yeah. I mean? Tony Atlas is annoying as fuck, bro. But <laughs> we touched on Jake the Snake. You know what I mean? Yep. Andre doing it big together. Yeah. Uh, do you remember when he beat, he was beat Chuck Web, Webner by Countout? Chuck Webner, yep, 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 Chuck Webner, the only man to ever wrestle under the giant and box, Muhammad Ali, yes. He fucking, yep, he got ripped torn to shreds by Ali and then Andre fucking put it down on him, yep. Chuck yeah. Webner, Chuck Webner was a strong ass dude, man. Not a lot of people know, they, they called him the Bayonne Bleeder. They said that, the story Rocky was based on his life. Really? Yes. Oh, I dig that. That's important. Yeah. And then Hogan was in Rocky. Yeah. Rocky right. 3, yes. Thunderlips. And WrestleMania which, 3. So which that's... I remember Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon Sr. telling him 
that if he did Rocky Three, don't come back to WWF, you're a wrestler, not an actor. Because he had, he was, because he didn't even believe that Sylvester Stallone, when he first got told that Sylvester Stallone was trying to get a hold of him, he was like, no. And he threw his shit away. Yeah. And he tried calling back. But then Ben Senior told him, if you do this, don't come back. And he didn't come back for about, let's say a year and a half. Chilling. Because Rocky Three came out in, what, 83? It was uh, 82? Yeah. It was filmed in 81. He didn't come back to WAF until about early, 80, well, late 83, early 84, because he was WAF champion by January of 84. Yeah. So, yeah. And that was that's, like the... That's because Junior, Vince Junior had bought the company by that point. Brought it back in the fold. Yeah. Because Bob Backlund at the time was on his way out, and he had just lost the title to the Iron Sheik. Yeah. And, you know, they wanted Hogan, you know, because at that time, Hogan was doing the Hulkamania thing in AWA, but Vern Gagne didn't want to pull the trigger on Hogan. He didn't want to make Hogan the top guy. I bet he wished he would have, you know, because then we'd probably be talking about the AWA and not WWF. Yeah. But he didn't, he, he, there was even a thing where Hogan beat Nick Bockwinkle for the AWA title. But a week later, they, they pulled what's called a dusty finish, which is Hogan won the title, but he didn't win the title. And yeah. they gave the title back to Bockwinkle. And that's when Hogan decided that he was going to WAF. And then Vergania tried to pay Iron Sheik a whole bunch of money to break Hogan's leg. Yes. Sheik did one of the events. And she had beef with she and Andre had a thing going for a little bit too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He still talks shit about Andre to this day. He wanted he wanted Andre to let him give him the slam too, like to be able yeah. to say I slammed him too, and Andre wasn't having it. There's no way he 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 told me it was too little. There was no way I could I, people would ever believe that you could slam me. Yeah, you know, just because he could swing those Persian clubs, you know, which is a bitch. I don't know if you ever tried to pick one of one of hoes up. Oh. But them bitches are fucking, yeah. I believe it. What else you got? What else uh, you got? We got Big John Stud. We talked about that a little bit before. Which one? WrestleMania 1, the Body Slam Challenge for 15 body grand? Slam, yeah, body Slam Challenge. You know, they got the beef. They they, they beefed. There were two big men beefing. In, uh, uh, 85, they were, that was the big feud, Andre and Stud. And stepping then, over the rope was it because he, he, he stepped over the uh, rope and threw uh, a line. Andre, like yeah, he, he didn't. In real life, he didn't like it. John yeah. Stud did that. And then they made a thing where he, where, uh, Fucking, uh, John Studd was being called, uh, the original giant, Big John Studd or something like that. And that's how their feud started on TV. And then I remember when, uh, Big John Studd came back to the WWF in late 88, early 89. Now Andre was the heel and Big John was the face and they tried to do a thing where they were gonna, you know, you know, get them feeding again, but it wasn't what it was a few years earlier. Andre was slower. Big John was slower. Yeah. They did a thing at WrestleMania 5 when Jake faced it, when Andre faced it, the snake. Big John Sud was the, was the referee. And there was a part in the match where, where Andre and John Sud started fighting. And it was kind of a cool visual because it was like, five years after the WrestleMania 1 match. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it wasn't, 
And then John said he was gone before the end of 89 anyway. Yeah. He won the Rumble, and that was before, you know, they didn't do the whole winner gets a title shot until 93, you know, because Hogan won the Rumble in 90 and 91, and both times he was, he was, you know, the top guy. And actually in 90, he was WWF champion, and he won the Rumble, you know. He's the only one to ever be WWF champion in the Rumble. Um, and that year, they wanted Mr. Perfect to win the Rumble. Oh, yeah. Which would have been cool. Perfect Royal Rumble champion. Yeah, I mean, that would have been, that, that would have fit, but somehow Hogan got in there. But, yeah, what else you got? You got any more? That's about it. Perfect's like the wrestler, the wrestler's wrestler. You know oh, yeah. I mean, to this day, people still talk about him. I mean, the way he sold shit was legendary. He could take bumps that would make you look like he was dying, but they were funny at the same time. Yeah. You know, he, he was like another Ric Flair with that shit. You know what I mean? Like, he could definitely fucking sell some shit, like, for real. Like, for real, real. And to me... The greatest match I ever saw him have was Bret Hart at SummerSlam 91. Greatest match I had. But all of his matches with Bret Hart are fucking classics. Yeah. All that matches from 1989 when Bret Hart was still a tag team wrestler. They would do house show matches with Bret and Mr. Perfect. And all those matches were fucking sick, dude. All of them. Wasn't there an Andre in the Hart Foundation Beef at one point, or weren't they tied up in something together? Um, I'm sure they faced each other before, but I can't. I feel like they got tied up in something. I can't. I, I don't know. I, I know about the time where Andre attacked. He got arrested because he attacked a fucking cameraman or some shit like that. Yeah. At, at, at a show, you know. And then I, and, no, okay, it wasn't Andre. And then I was about to say, there was a time where. Uh, the big show, like, flashes dick to some people or some shit. Like, when he was still with WCW. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I don't know anything that happened with, uh, oh, wait a minute. No. It was in a rumble, a battle royal. No, that was in WrestleMania 2. WrestleMania 2, yeah, yeah. Where he, where he threw them both out. Yeah. Yeah. Anvil yeah, first and then hard. And that's when they were wearing the blue. That's when they were yeah. wearing the pink yet. They were still wearing the blue. Blue hearts. Before they said, Jim the Anvil Bubba, Brett's going to be a, he's going to be a solo artist. Yeah, pretty much that was the end as far as, uh, you know, he never, I mean, he was considered to be like, before they thought of Yokozuna in 95, uh, yeah, Jim Neihart was going to be on Hart's tag team partner, but he kept himself in trouble. You know, he couldn't yeah. get himself out of shit. He was, yeah, he was, him and like Davey Boy, they're all part of that same clique. Mr. Perfect, I think, was a part of that clique, partying it up. Oh, yeah, man. There's plenty of stories of them, like, doing drugs and smoking crack and shit. Fucking British Bulldog and Jim Neihart especially. Yeah. You know, they were all family. They were all like cousins married into the family and stuff like brother that. Brother in laws and shit, yeah. No. Basically, they married all the heart sisters and shit. You got that heart family dynasty, and it's like, it really is quite a dynasty. And you think of Brett and uh, the bitterness of Brett, and it's got to be 
I don't, it's got to be the fact that he felt like his family's given so much to the business and yeah, with, like right. Owen included, Owen's life included. But a lot of his family don't even respect him. They feud with each other, man. Because yeah, I think he, he is he the oldest brother or is he? No. no? The, oldest, I, the oldest brother died. Smith, Smith Hart. Because I think that he, even though he's not, he probably tries to play the leader part because of his deal. Because, you know, like that probably. Because he was the most well-known out of them all. They were all wrestlers, but he was the only one to ever become, like, besides Owen. He was the only one to ever, I mean, Bruce never really Keith. fucked It was Keith. a Keith, yeah. Bruce, Keith, they never really, Smith, you know, they never really, you know, except for Stu, Brent, and Owen, you know. They don't have a name, really, in the biz. Not really. I don't really consider the hearts of the dynasty. The only, it's interesting. It's, I do to a degree because I don't really know the full just of what Stu done, but me, supposedly he's legendary. To me, yeah. To me, it's the Rhodes, the McMahons, and the Guerreros. And of course, the Samoan dynasty. You can't, you can't deny that one. You can't deny that one. Yeah, I you I would have to put the hearts in with that. I think it didn't play out right, and they got they got grandkids in it now too, isn't there? Like young hearts going doing it, yeah. Uh, Granddaughter, yeah, daughter yeah, or something. But, yeah, but Natalia's already like forty, you know. Oh, she's a, yeah, yeah, like Tyson Kid. He he would have been something if Samoa Joe didn't fucking break his neck with the muscle buster. And then the roads, and then Davy Hart's, and then fucking David, and uh, Bruce Willis on Harry Smith. He's just now like coming into his own. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's just now. You consider like the Dusty Rhodes, you know, Rhodes dynasty, the Jarrett dynasty? Um, no, to me, the Rhodes, no, there's not really a fucking, to me, they're not like. What's it take? More than two generations? For me. Power? Like, you can't, like, it would have to be something like the Samoan Dynasty, yeah. Yeah. Where you got, okay, you got a rock and his daughter are the first, third, and fourth generation stars. Yeah. All right. There's not, you don't have anything like that from the hearts, except for screw-ups like Teddy Hart, who's not even an actual heart. Right. You know what I mean? Um... Teddy Hart's a good guy, though. Like the like the Von Ericks. they right. They're dynasty. They were a dynasty. Business you know I mean? and and athleticism. You know, they had yeah. the business side with the, the the with the territory. Yeah, and, they had, and now you, know. you got Marshall and Ross, the new generation of the Von Ericks. Yeah, you know, so the Von Ericks name is still very well. You know, like to yeah. me, the McMahon's. Are a dynasty, right? The Samoans are a dynasty. The Rhodes and the Hearts. I almost feel like if you're gonna put the Guerreros in there, you got to put the Rhodes and the Hearts in there a little bit. And uh, because the, the Guerreros are full blood relatives, Dustin yeah. and Dustin Cody are half brothers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. It's that's true. Tricky. It's true. tricky when you got that. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. really. You know, you can't really claim the whole lineage, you know what I mean? And it's, what about the Holly dynasty? The Holly dynasty? Hardcore Holly and 
You know they're not really related, right? No, I'm fucking around with you. I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say the Dudley Dynasty too. Yeah, well, that would almost count as much as the Rhodes. Yeah, I think. I guess yeah. so. You got Big Dick. You got Sign Guy. You got fucking. He dances with Dudley. You got yeah. You got Bubba Ray, Devon, Spike. Does uh you know. does Triple H and Stephanie have any kids? Yeah, they got three daughters. Oh, you think any of them will enter? Eventually, I know one, if not one, I think one, if not two, is training. Interesting. Yeah. So Triple H was uh, a force enough to kind of create a dynasty off of the back of his his persona. Yeah, but he was more, Triple H was more of a fucking. He carried him for a good chunk of time. If he don't marry Stephanie. I thought they were married. They are, but if, oh, he, if he didn't, if he didn't, no, I'm, he, I'm with you on that. Yeah, probably. I don't know if Triple H would be, you know what I mean? Because Triple H, to me, I mean, yeah, when he when he became like a badass and he went for the world title and shit, yeah, yeah, he became good. But before then, you know, and how what I didn't like is how he would always try to play. Like the cool bad guy, like the funny bad guy, like the X type deal. If you're gonna be a fucking bad guy, be a bad guy. You know what I mean? If you if you're gonna ride the line, ride the line, but don't don't come out and try to make the fans laugh and then go out there and shit talk them. You know what I mean? Like he had because he had like the Hunter Hearst Helmsley era. Yeah, that he had Triple H. Well, Shawn Michaels gave him the name Triple H, and that's how originally he became Triple H. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah, he was always Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and then I guess for short, Shawn Michaels started calling him Triple H, and that's where he just slowly dropped the Hunter Hearst Helmsley and just went by Triple H. And I remember the first time you heard Hunter Hearst Helmsley in a long time. It was 2003 when Goldberg came out and he actually called him by that. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking crazy because that was the first time you'd heard it in years. Yeah. And then he had DX era. Then he had, like, the game era was its own little era. You know what I mean? Eventually, apparently, I was remember for Owen Hart. That was supposed to be Owen's gimmick. What, the game? Yeah. Really? Apparently, yes. Weird. It's all about the game and how you play it. Well, you know, I mean, I didn't like Triple H for a long time. For a long time. I, I agree with that. Well, you know, Hunter Harris Helmsley is probably one of the most despicable characters, I feel. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... It's from, just an athletic dude? From, from about 2002 to 2007, I couldn't stand him. Really? Because he always would be the world champion. Right. And the thing that pissed me off the most was if you go back and watch his match with Booker T mm-hmm. at WrestleMania 19, Booker T should have won that match. I agree. After everything, the whole build up, Booker T should have won. And then you fucking, you got Booker T getting hit with a pedigree, and then everybody lays there for two minutes before he actually slowly crawls over and pins him. It still wins. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so fucking dumb. Like, they call it the Reign of Terror. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, dumb. our reign of terror is over for this episode, unfortunately. We'll give a big old rest in peace to Andre the Giant. Legendary status. Oh, uh, yeah. They call him the boss. They call him the boss. Boss. I'm done, boss. You know what I mean? Anybody want a peanut? 
anybody want a pull up? He goes, boss, I'm done, boss. But much rest in peace to Big Andre. Uh, really larger than life character for sure. You know what I mean? Transcended through wrestling into films and into just kind of legendary stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, hell yeah. And not only that, pop culture icon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, very few people are f- as big as him, literally and figuratively. Sure. Oh yeah, I mean, even even now, thirty years after he died, yeah, people that aren't even wrestling fans know who Andre the Giant is, even yeah. if they just hear like the legendary stories of his drinking or anything like that. People know who Andre is, like for sure. You know his face, you know what I mean. If only if they've even seen the Princess Bride, they know who he is. Even like, uh, even if if you're a wrestling fan and you see that one piece with that, like you know how his one piece, his, the black one piece, he'd wear, like you just see that and you think Andre. You just see the outfit, you think Andre. He had the one piece. He had the blue, the blue fucking underwear. Yeah, well, he had to start. The reason why he had to start wearing that one strap singlet was because he had to wear a back brace. Okay. For the rest of his career, so they needed to cover that up. Ah. And he actually didn't wear the the one the first time he wore that one strap singlet was WrestleMania three. Hmm. That was the first time he had because before when he came back, um, with well no when he was doing the giant machine he had started wearing it but he was wearing full length you know he was wearing the long tights too. Yeah. Under, you know, so he wasn't that noticeable. Yeah. But everybody still knew it was Andre. You go back and watch any giant machine match, it was Andre clear as a day, clear as a bell, you know what I mean? But yeah, the one strap deal was to cover up his fucking big ass back brace. Back brace. If you go watch an episode of that WWE Treasures where they go into the, the vault or whatever, yep. they actually show Mark Henry the back brace. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he feels such like a, he feels so close to Andre that he actually started crying when they let him try out one of his, like, tuxedo jackets and shit. I've never been a fan of Mark Henry, but today I am. Mark Mark Henry deserved a lot better than he got, you know what I mean? He actually got good. He got good after a while. They they kept giving him multiple chances. He probably got a good run out of the WWE. No, the last. Ten years he was WWE, he did good. He was world champion. He, you know, he got to do a lot of cool shit. He got to work with a lot of people that he should have worked with. So they gave him a good. You know what I mean? He's, he got a Hall of Fame ring out of it. So he did. He, all got, right. he got the power bomb. Uh, the great Mula. No, what's her name? Oh uh, uh, no, that was Bubba Ray that took. Oh, that was uh, Bubba Ray. Ray Young. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Young. Well, why, yeah why no, Bubba? Mark Henry was fucking. Her. Apparently, that's what it was. That's yeah, what it was. It was. They, they gave birth to a hand. They gave birth to a hand. That was a great time in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was a lot of cocaine. Then he felt up a dude. <laughs> you got a penis. Yeah. That was a wild time to wrestle. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. To be a teenager all over again. Hell yeah. It would have been great. And that yeah. era, they, they would do, a, they would have somebody bring Andre's skull that they dug up in that era and use it as a weapon or something. Anybody want a peanut? And with that being said, we'll catch everybody on the next episode of Wrestle Champs. Oh, yeah. Wrestle Champs.